0: Whenever you're ready, Lord, Jesus, Nick. <coughs> Oddity Files is part of the Just What I Needed Network. And we hope we're just what you needed. Oddity Files. Podcast. All things creepy. creepy. Crypto. Oh, Another world. World. So, how are you? Mm. He's just sitting here chatting on Oddity Files, the podcast. Ooh. Is that a bubbly water?
1: It is a bubbly water. Yum, yum. <laughs>
0: Love it. I'm drinking my, my water with a hint of... I can't see shit without my glass. Clearly a hint of something. Water. Cherry essence,
1: oh, I like that. I feel like fucking fancy. I feel like if there was just like a, I feel like that's how I want to describe paranormal encounters now. I'd be like, well, there was a spirit there who had a sort of, um, how do I say, cherry essence? <laughs> <laughs> a hint of cherry hint. essence. I <laughs> just feel like that's what it is. essence just
0: in case you you (laughs) listeners forgot we're oddity files the podcast i'm kitsy duncan
1: and i'm nick floyd
0: (laughs) and we like water we like to stay hydrated because if you don't you just fucking die and you haunt all your
1: exes what if that's the secret that a lot of ghosts who didn't pass on to the realm where there is not like the plane of non-existing spirits they just were really dehydrated or, oh, that- better yet, they were too hydrated. Oh, shit. So now if
0: it's not black or white. You've got to stay in the gray. <laughs> People, stay in the gray.
1: You've got to be just <laughs> hydrated enough in order to pass on uh, peacefully to wherever it is all the spirits live. Yeah.
0: I don't know. I'm I'm continuously. I feel like I'm always dehydrated, because like the one day I drink a lot of water, the next day I'm like, ooh, I feel good. I wonder what I did different, <laughs> and then I dehydrate again. Yeah, I mean, like, I feel like I'm gonna die.
1: Uh, speaking of feeling like I'm gonna die, I had this uh, epiphany. Oh, this shit <laughs> a couple days ago, whenever it was. So I don't know uh, for all the sciencey folks out there who follow the sciencey spacey news. Uh, But we sent a rover to Mars, uh, another one, Yes, which is cool, Uh, super cool, because it's been like 10 years or 12 years or whatever. And this space uh, machine can take video, which is cool, uh, Mm because we got video back. But also, it can record audio, and it sent back audio of what was wind on Mars that we could all listen to. And so
0: in in my next yoga class, that's what they'll be playing, <laughs> is what you're saying.
1: Yeah. So on the calm is- app now, they're gonna have uh, wind on Mars <laughs> audio, but I was listening to what? it, and you know it's not it, it's not the clarity's not great. It sounds like someone just like just blowing into a, into a, a microphone that doesn't have a pop filter on it or whatever. And I asked myself, and I hated myself for it, but I was like. What are we doing there?
0: (laughs) Literally. Did Elon, as my father-in-law calls him Elton Musk, (laughs) did Elon send it up there? Because isn't he like selling real estate out there?
1: I I think the plan, if I remember correctly, which feels like it changes every 22 years or whatever, well, (laughs) is that they're going to, they're they're still, this is like phase one two of making sure that it's habitable to build basically like a human terrarium where, where people can go live. They're going to send people to live on the moon um, or not that the moon. That does not bars. sound like
0: a good time to me. No. It's just quarantine all over again.
1: Yeah. I think people are, they, they had signups <laughs> a, a few years ago and everyone's like, I want to do it. I want to do it. I want to do it. And now I bet people are like, I'm going to, re- I'm going to retract that. That even I even said that I quit. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. Quarantine. <laughs> Give me my me. money back, Elton. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's it's super cool. I'm not saying it's not, but I there was that moment that made me really sad that I questioned. I was like, okay, cool. There's wind. Uh, it's a planet. Sweet. Now what? Like, I- <laughs> You know, and here's my thing
0: watching, you know, my timeline on all the socials just full of all this Mars stuff. I'm like... It seriously felt like we just landed there not that long ago. Why is everybody so fucking excited? We just did this.
1: <laughs> that, 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 <laughs> that is the thing that that that's what got me to ask that mm-hmm. question in my head. Where I am like, I like, I was talking to Jackie. I was like, Jackie, listen, it's what wind sounds like on Mars. And then she was just like, Oh, this is cool. And then I was even like, Why the f- wait? Why the fuck was I so excited fifteen seconds ago? <laughs>
0: I'd rather listen to whales. Not gonna lie. <laughs> like,
1: it's wind. It's wind. Um, it's wind. Uh, in a desert. <laughs> a desert on a desert planet. I don't yes. know. Maybe that shows where we're at as a society, as like a, a civilization. We'll isn't? get excited about
0: fucking anything. Anything else. New season of Tiger Anything King, that doesn't sweet. have to do with politics yeah. or illnesses. We are fucking stoked as a humanity all together, holding hands, loving one another. Yeah. I'm just, I just made that up, but.
1: Well, yeah. I wish we were, so, but I feel like, I feel like you're right. It's like randonodding can be a thing. And it's like, someone's going to send me uh, a GPS location where I can go somewhere. Wow. Technology. And it's like wind on Mars. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got way more excited about rando nodding than I did this new rover. <laughs> It's just like, I don't know, it's 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 wild, uh, but yeah, that was uh, a personal experience of mine over the last, whatever, I don't know, yeah. what is time?
0: Literally, I'm going to say that until we're out of fucking quarantine, <laughs> what is even time? I feel I like we're getting close.
1: Understand. We're getting close.
0: We are getting so close. I do, I do, I see a light at the end of the tunnel, I know we kind of keep the, uh, the virus out of our podcast but i do see a light at the end of the tunnel Mm -hmm. and i'm getting scared i don't want to go back to work
1: (laughs) i'm like listen can we just like can everything go back to normal and can we get like three months because i feel like we've lost a year so there's got to be some sort of ratio where like we lose a year we gain three months and then we can go back to normal oh let us travel let us get the, you know, yeah. the rates got to go back up. So let us all travel. Let us, let everyone just be free for three months. Yeah. And then, three months. And then put and us all paid back to for work. It. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Please do. I that mean, would be wonderful. It's
0: really not asking that much. I'm just saying. We got to come um. together.
1: Come together as a country. Everyone, just open your borders. Tourism is probably needing it. I'm like, come to London, oh, come to God. New Zealand, come to, uh, Iceland. I was like, I'll go to all those places if you let me.
0: <laughs> same, exact same. I don't know. I I don't know about you, but I I won't fly for a hot minute. It's I, gonna, yeah. I, I'm, I think I was overflying all the time as well. So, thank God for the glamper.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'd I'd love to road trip. Uh, that would be great. But it's like not even it's not even the pandemic piece. It's like seeing the shit that happened with Delta. What, yesterday, two days ago, where they were in a plane and someone was sitting in a passenger seat in the exit row and looked, they heard a bang and they looked out the window. And this was a commercial airline. This was a Delta Boeing 777 or whatever. And they look out the window and the engine is ablaze. It is on fire. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> They flew gremlins. out gremlins. Yeah, damn gremlins. They flew out of uh the Denver International Airport. They were in the sky, still oh, in Colorado. But see, it's Denver. See, there it is. Bad
0: that, sea. That's where all the conspiracy theories come from is from Denver Airport. Yeah. You've got Lucifer, you've got some kind of talking thing. There's lizards that live underneath the Denver Airport. I I'm, this ain't news to the <laughs> listeners for sure cuz I've done a story on this way back in the olden days. Yeah. But yeah, it's, I've never. I don't think I've ever been to the Denver Airport.
1: It's it's a it's a it's the paintings are very strange. Uh, I went and yeah. knew it because I've I've known about the Denver Airport stuff, and they have all the art that like depict what is the airport, and it's just like who would commission anybody to do this shit? There's some, <laughs> there's something going on here. I don't know what.
0: Uh, I kind of wish it was a, a Delta hub instead of Atlanta because Atlanta's so freaking crowded. It is. <laughs>
1: It really, I would, I, 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 I've flown in, I think like three or four times but I, every time it's just, it's, it's very pretty. It's a pretty airport, but it's always under construction and there's definitely some shit going on, but yeah, airplane engine blew up, parts of it fell down into people's yards. There was like a large, the outer ring of the engine was in someone's yard. I saw
0: a Craigslist ad, I'm sure it was fake, (laughs)
1: with the
0: ring in it.
1: It's, oh so I'm just like God. cool now, definitely not flying soon I
0: I read a headline not the entire story about that they've recently released a new kind of plane back into rotation that apparently there were two crashes with when they first released it don't ask me numbers because I don't know now is that said plane? do uh, we know?
1: all I know because I was sort of a headline clicker as well uh, looking at it but all I know is that United or Delta, whichever whichever one it was, they are grounding what they said were multiple of the same plane. So maybe the stories are connected. I don't know. But there was a... Uh, oh, shit. Yeah. I
0: might have to actually read a story <laughs> to figure this shit out.
1: <laughs> I just get the headlines, it, it it the talking points, and then correct later.
0: I'm so bad at that. I'm so bad. And so clickbait is for people like me. <laughs> I, I don't read the story. I'm like, oh, people need to hear this. I'm going to share this shit. Yeah, you got to lean oh, into it. Oh, shit.
1: I think leaning into yeah. it and acknowledging it at all times, even if it's true, you paint the right picture and you just wind up saying like interesting uh, interesting stuff where you're like, Hammer Hammer's a cannibal. And you're like, what? And I'm like, well... And it's baking soda. <laughs>
0: yeah. Who is Army Hammer? Okay, this is the second episode in a row. Who the fuck is Army Hammer?
1: He's an actor. He was in uh, Lone Ranger, Social Network. He played the Winklevoss twins in Social Network. He was in uh, Call Me by Your Name with Tim- Timothy Chalamet. And I've
0: not seen any of those movies. What else was he in?
1: I don't know. Apparently, he's a creep, uh, and he's done some really messed up stuff. But uh, people also are. Uh, there's a rumor that he eats people. Um, oh, lovely. Yeah. So there was a there was a headline oh, that came sure. across that was like
0: yeah.
1: Army Hammer, uh, and it was like it was. I acknowledged that it was clickbait. I get it. It wasn't real. But I also yeah. texted everyone in my contacts list that it could have been. <laughs> and, <laughs> but it was like <laughs> Army Hammer uh, goes crazy and decides to build hotel in desert during quarantine and then like last month it was like three body uh, remains of three women found 10 minutes from where army hammer was building could he have eaten them maybe and i was like army hammer's a cannibal to everybody that i know
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're writing a movie about it and yeah. shit <laughs> speaking of celebrities well i don't think that he's lost his mind but he's a devout paranormal lover um God, what the fuck is his name? He's the guy with the tattoos on his face. Um, he's a singer.
1: Tattoos on his face? Fuck,
0: fuck, fuck. Uh, Post Malone. Oh, Post Malone. Yeah. Yeah, I saw, I didn't click the article, but I saw <laughs> the headline and a picture of him with the owner of the Skinwalker Ranch. I guess if you're oh. Post Malone, you get to go hang out at the Skinwalker Ranch. Probably should have made that my paranormal in the news. I did not,
1: though. Yeah, that that I want to know. Like, I need to Google that, but also I want to know which owner this was because I'm very versed in the Skinwalker Ranch.
0: It's the new one because he looked familiar to me, and I had met the the newest one. I
1: thought I thought unless it's sold again, who fucking? Knows? I thought the government bought it, but maybe the government only had it for x amount of time, and then someone came in and bought. It. But I thought a government contractor had it and shut the ranch down.
0: The, the guy I met had shut it down because there was filming going on there for one of the, the discovery networks.
1: Huh. Interesting. Yeah. I have some homework to do. Tune in yeah. next week to find out. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> I, I did have a couple names for our What We're Watching Paranormal-wise and I don't think I like either one of them, but I'm going to throw them out at you. Oh. One of them is Weird Culture. Mm. And the other one is What Weirdos Watch. So we'll uh. let those mull.
1: Oh. We'll let
0: them simmer a little bit. See if we like. I still haven't gotten any fucking feedback from the listeners. Guys, come on. Did that episode come air on. yet? I believe, maybe. I don't was know. Was it that. last week? <laughs> I don't know. I, I... I, think it was the, I think it was the one that went up Friday. Maybe. I could be wrong. If not. Sorry, guys. Hopefully you flooded stuff and things. <laughs> but whatever this segment is gonna be called, I watched the Possession of Roland Doe oh. put out by Travel Channel on Discovery Plus. Mm-hmm. I also watched um the same production team did one on the Amityville Horror House, which was amazing. But the possession of Roland Doe, it's, you know, what the exorcist was based on. And it all just seemed like the same information recycled and recycled. But they waited, of course, like the Cecil Hotel dock, shock shock docks. That's what it's called. And threw something out there. And I'm going to fucking spoil it for you. So you might want to click that fast forward a couple times. But apparently one of the the priests that was actually able to take the demon out of said roland joe took it on himself and ended up locked up in the asylum with these priests and died there
1: oh that was like a big that was a reveal that was a piece yeah of, like
0: at the very end of it
1: i it's it's so interesting because i you know, Bigfoot is my thing, my jam, and I love the Bigfoot docs. I love the Bigfoot docs. But I stopped watching the Bigfoot docs because it's like you said, it was the same information over and over and over again, Mm -hmm. except for like one little snippet that somehow, somewhere, somebody missed. And that made it, you know. Or somebody made up. Or or exactly could have been made up. So there's like a part of me that's like, the more of these things that are made are are we just missing, like, do people who know about this so well, uh, are they missing something? Or do they already know about this? Or are they just making up an extra detail that's like, and then yeah. fiction, fiction, nada, nah, we've right. done something.
0: Because it was the one guy who found out from, you know, snooping around, blah, 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 blah nobody else had this information except this one guy. So, yeah. Take it or leave it. I, I think it's a meh. Now, the shock docs of Amityville Horror House was great. I mean, I don't know if it's just because I can't get enough of Ed and Lorraine Warren, probably, but uh, a lot of Ed and Lorraine in that one. And they didn't touch Rolando. Doe, so I was like, meh. I have no segue for this. <laughs> but hopefully, everybody who is listening right now has checked out the brand new Paranormal Crossroad. Video that I released last week. Check it out. Go to tinyurl.com/paranormalxroad and it'll take you right to the page right there. Make sure you subscribe. I don't let people leave comments, so don't even fucking worry about it. You can give us a thumbs up though. I don't trust people and comments. That's why nothing is commentable <laughs> on our stuff and things. You know what? I haven't asked people to do in a very long time. Please rate this podcast on Apple Podcasts. We got one this week, and I was like, oh, shit, it's been like two years. Well, feels like it anyway. Yeah, But it was a very sweet review, and and I appreciate you, whoever you are, because names are
1: hard. And I feel like the way I view it is it's like getting your annual review at a job. I'm probably going to sneeze in a second. I love that. Sorry. Look at a light. Look at a light. Um, it's like getting an annual, It passed. Everything's going to be okay. Uh, okay. It, it's like getting an annual review to job. If you've reviewed this podcast before, uh, make a new email. It's very easy. And then review it again to let me know how I'm doing. Because I can't improve yes. if I don't know how I'm doing. And that's it.
0: I think a couple people <laughs> went in and
1: changed their
0: reviews. Oh, shit. And changed it from Clayton to Nick.
1: Oh. It was great. A single name. And then they removed a star. And went, <laughs> this guy. No, no, not at all. So yes, please, if you
0: have a moment, that's how we get up on the charts and how people can find us easier. I haven't begged y'all for any of this in a very long time. So please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Right now... Um, were huge on Pandora, not even Apple Podcasts.
1: Oh, how does that work? Does it just like you put a paranormal po- podcast on the Pandoras, and then an episode just surprises people?
0: I, I don't know, but most of our hits are coming from Pandora. It's always been heavy, heavy, heavy Apple Podcasts. Um, I, myself, am a, a Pandora kind of girl. I pay for the subscription and everything, thank God, because my Tesla has no radio, no satellite radio. <laughs> I have to listen to Pandora now. But I used to listen to it um, in the photo ops room all the time. Because if the internet sucked, I could just go to the everything that's already been downloaded
1: already. <laughs> I haven't done the, the paid... I've been a Spotify guy for a very, very long time, but uh, I really hope it is how I imagined it and it's just like basically Pandora randomizing podcast episodes and so someone is just like got it playing in the salon or got it playing you know uh, at like a coffee shop and then all of a sudden you, your voice comes in and you're like what's up motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> God, I hope so. That sounds so magical. <laughs> like, Cindy's in the chair. She's 95 years old. And she's like, oh, Lord Jesus.
0: <laughs> what did that woman what? just say? She's going to hell. No, hell in a handbasket. That Kitsy Duncan. Blasphemy. Um, <laughs> totally and oh completely. Uh, while I'm plugging shit, I'm going to throw a little bit out to the Patreon. I did a... A vid- I think I captured a ghost on video, Nick. Oh.
1: Why don't you send me so, this stuff?
0: I meant to. I'm so <laughs> sorry.
1: I, uh, That's how you I'm know like, it's exclusive. I probably send
0: that to Nick, and I'm like, oh, the dogs need to go out. And I'm that, like,
1: I'm going to sign on. up to Patreon is what I'm going to do. <laughs> no, you just need to fucking remind me. Hey, Kitsy, would you get that ghost on camera whenever it is going to happen? Can you send it to me, please? <laughs>
0: yeah. Did you get any new paranormal shit, Kit? Send it. Send it. Um, So Luna's been acting weird for like the last couple weeks. And she'll just stare at the ceiling. Oh, And she'll go. And she'll look down. And she'll look up. And she'll look down. And then she'll look at me. And then she'll look up. And I'm like, oh, I don't like that. I don't like that one. So I kept trying to catch it on video. That dog has a sixth sense for when I press record on my (laughs) camera. on my phone and just instantly stops what she's doing yep but i did get it a couple times and i kind of put like a little montage video but she was doing the same thing behind me here in the office and then i got the camera out to get the video and she just kind of tucked up in her little corner here which is where she hangs out with me so i'm like fuck it i'm just gonna set my phone up prop it up and just record where she was looking I kid you not, I got a mist that took up the entire camera that just floated by. Oh, wow. Yeah, I've never captured a mist like that on my on anything in all of my ghost hunting years. So I'm pretty stoked about it. So definitely remind me to send that Absolutely. to you, Nick. But everybody else is going to have to go to patreon.com slash oddity files. I've also done a couple witchy style videos teaching people how to make moon water and what you can do with moon water. And, you know, since the entire country was hit with snow that one week, I went ahead and did a... A snow water tutorial and how to set your intentions on the snow water and things like that. But Patreon members are getting all the exclusive content. Head on over to oddity files. Nope. Head on over to (laughs) patreon.com slash oddity files to check that all out. Cool. I've gone over my list of stuff and things. I guess we should hand this over to our dear friend, Misfortune Astrology.
2: I can't wait to see what she says for this week. Hey there, oddballs. It's Jess from Miss Fortune Astrology here with your weekly energy forecast. It's March, and we have all planets moving in direct motion all month. No planetary retrogrades makes this the best month of 2021 for getting your shit together. Spring is just around the corner, and new beginnings will be the order of the day very soon. But for now, it's still Pisces season, so things are nebulous and confusing, and we all get to suffer through a near-constant emotional hangover, the source of which is completely buried in our subconscious. Good times. This coming weekend is quiet in the big sky, with the Moon moving through Sagittarius today and Saturday, and then through Capricorn on Sunday and Monday. The Sun and Venus are also traveling very closely together all month, and will be forming a tag team of sorts that lasts well into Aries season. Don't be surprised if love, money, or relating in general are increasingly a focus for you throughout March, because the Sun's unrelenting spotlight will be lighting up Venus themes all month. She'll be changing from morning star to evening star very soon and forms her superior conjunction to the Sun in just a few weeks' time. On Tuesday, March 9th, Venus and Pisces will square the nodes of the Moon, which are currently sitting around 15 degrees of Sagittarius and Gemini. The nodes of the Moon speak to the collective karmic path. Along the axis of learning, our current karmic mission involves breaking down some of the belief systems that were solidified in the Sagittarius area of our charts in favor of a more back-to-the-drawing-board type of learning through our Gemini sectors. Basically, something we've come to believe in is no longer true and or the belief doesn't serve us anymore, so it's become imperative that we get curious and seek out new forms of information and learning. A square to the nodes indicates a skipped step along the karmic path. In this case, the square is being delivered by an exalted Venus in Pisces, making love the answer. No, seriously, love is always the fucking answer with Venus in Pisces. Again, in this case, it probably has more to do with compassion, either for yourself or for others. But it all centers around changing belief systems. So go easy on the people who don't believe what you believe. Humanity is being asked to really listen to all sides of the argument right now. And in case you haven't noticed, we're doing a pretty shitty job. Lead with compassion before making up your mind on the viability of any core beliefs that get challenged next week. And as if that wasn't deep enough, Wednesday, March 10th sees the annual Sun-Neptune conjunction at 20 degrees of Pisces. Strap on those beer goggles, folks, because everything is about to get fuzzy. This is yet another aspect that will trigger the need for compassionate responses as the boundaries of your ego temporarily dissolve. Everyone gets to be an empath. Yay. Sun conjunct Neptune will increase sensitivity, intuition, and, you guessed it, empathy for everyone, for better or worse. Those of us who live with decreased energetic boundaries will find this day to be delightful. Those of you who don't will probably hate it and should expect to engage in more than your fair share of confused screaming. If you're interested in what the stars have to say for you, please check out my website at misfortuneastrology.com. I offer many different types of tarot and astrology readings, and you can also help support my small business by checking out my shop, where I sell handmade crystal jewelry, candles, and lots of other cool merch. For daily horoscopes and plenty of inappropriate humor, come find me on the socials at misfortune 1111 Ciao for now. You know... She's been dead on, people. So if you're not
0: listening to her, if you're not taking notes as she's telling you how this week is going to go, it's your own damn fault. Okay. I said it. It's paranormal in the news. Nick, you're going to fucking love this. I'm ready. You may have read it already because I did post it in the um, the Facebook group, which is the Oddity Files fan group on Facebook. The headline reads, police officer reports seven foot tall humanoid lying near highway in California. Mm. I couldn't not do it on the podcast. Mm -hmm. So according to a report submitted by the Bigfoot Field Researchers Organization, BFRO, which actually the first time I read it, I'm like, befro. Befro. Bro. Befro. (laughs) I tried to make it bro, but the F just fucks it (laughs) up. (laughs) On January 23rd, police officer Rick Bates was headed home alone from Oregon that evening at around 8.15 p.m., driving south on Highway 101 in California, when he spotted a large hairy humanoid laying on the highway's shoulder. So I'll just cliff notes it for everybody. He saw this hairy humanoid thing, got a pretty good gander at it, I guess, because he goes into a pretty... I'll I'll read the description. Was there he a camera said, on his car?
1: You a dash cam? Uh,
0: I mean, there's no video, so I'm assuming no. Oh
1: my god! It's hmm. 2021.
0: I know, I know. I think it's all falsities and oh. and 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 I almost said truthities. Clickbait. It's okay. <laughs> Clickbait. So he said, I was rounding a sweeping right-hand turn. I saw a figure on the southbound shoulder of the highway. I was the only vehicle in the area at about 8.15 p.m. My speed was between 45 and 50 miles per hour as I passed the figure. The figure was lying on the shoulder of the road on its right side. I estimated the height to be about 7 feet. I was looking at the creature's back and noticed it had broad shoulders and a thick torso shape while the shape was similar to a human, it was not human. It wasn't a bear either. I could see muscular features in its glutes, which didn't he say it was laying on his back and he could only see, laying on its side and he could only see its back earlier? Anyway. (laughs) And a head on the shoulders that was somewhat tapered toward the top, blah, 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 blah. He turned around a distance past the spot and returned to where I had seen it. No other vehicles had gone north or south from the time I saw the creature to the time I returned. So its location, which was an estimated two minutes away, when I got to the spot where I'd seen it, the creature was gone. And that's from Singular14.com, F-O-R-T-A-E-A-N, which is always full of paranormal goodness.
1: Hmm. I mean... Uh, listen there are questions why was why was it laying on the side of the road uh what did those butt I think cheeks motherfucker look like hit and run maybe but i'm telling you there are pieces of this that he saw the glutes but he didn't describe the butt cheeks and i feel like that <laughs> is very it's key way
0: more important
1: it is what yeah. i mean what are we I'm talking about man here? too I- yeah I feel like there are details there. There are details. Why did no one else see it? Where did it so go? Uh, did a wolf drag it into the woods? Did it get up and run off? Was it taking a nap? You're on the police Master, force, I, I'm, sir. I'm leaning
0: towards <laughs> nap, but I feel like they have like dens or caves they normally
1: sleep Not in. The sign Maybe side was on room? like
0: a hiking trip. I don't know. Maybe. I, just seems sketchy. I mean,
1: he, he was very descriptive, this officer. Um, But also, uh, uh, you're paid to investigate uh, things and solve crimes. Uh, Hopefully. Hopefully. What are you doing? (laughs) You suck at this, officer. I would, like, flip the lights on and just zip around. I wouldn't have kept driving and been like, "Oh, uh, what? Did I, hmm, the glutes looked uh, yeah, very." Yeah, uh, you get two
0: minutes away and go, "Oh, maybe I should go back." Yeah, it could have been just a hairy dude. You don't even know.
1: No, you don't. Uh, I mean, moving it depending on how fat, how fast was he going? Was he going forty-five miles an hour? Or was he going hundred miles an hour? The speed at which he was going, his eyes could have played a trick, made him look hairy while passing him. We don't know.
0: It was probably a fucking serial killer. (laughs) Forgot to shave. Good God. And you know what?
1: It's all this cop's fault. God, I hope I didn't say his name. (laughs) (laughs) We just want, we just want, uh, you were our only hope is all we want to say. Uh, You probably do a great job. You fucked it up. Appreciate you, sir. But you could have Mm -hmm. made a lot of, you could have brought joy to the uh, cryptid world. And you did not. To these
0: two <laughs> podcast hosts. <laughs> to
1: these two. You that's could've... who
0: you could have brought joy to. Kitsy Duncan and Nick Floyd. <laughs> that, that's all that matters right now.
1: <laughs> New story would have been Son better if bitch. we could have edited it by saying, Officer captures uh, a humanoid with very fine glutes and... On video and potentially cuffs him and puts him in the car.
0: Exactly. Maybe a Starbucks. I I bet Bigfoot would be a lot friendlier if he could try some coffee. I mean, you don't want to see me before coffee. (laughs) Oh, my God. I am just making shit up because that's what I do. We should probably tell some fucking stories. Yeah, 30 minutes later. Okay, you may have heard or may not have heard, but our newest podcast partner is freaking Chewy, guys. I know, we we talk about our pets all the time, and we kind of love our pets a little too much, just like you guys. But we're always looking for ways to save money in these current financial times. Chewy's it. Type in tinyurl.com slash of chewy help support the podcast I personally get both our dog's food and our dog's treats and a couple other things sent on a monthly basis directly from Chewy with their subscription service so please check it out please help us out by subscribing to all of your Chewy goods at tinyurl.com ofchewy my dogs will thank you Looking for something a little scarier and creepier to listen to during your podcast binges? Well, check out Get Scared Podcast. Every episode, I read stories by independent horror authors that are meant to get you scared. Yeah, I can be creepy. So, so head on over to your favorite podcast app, search for Get Scared Podcast. I'm Kitsy Duncan. Let's get scared. Are you a coffee addict like me? Well, check out Bones Coffee Company. Coffee isn't just a drink that wakes you up in the morning, it's an experience. When you brew a pot of Bones Coffee Company coffee, they want you to have the best experience you've ever had. They only roast carefully selected beans to perfection in small batches to ensure that you get the freshest coffee delivered straight to your door. The care given to each of those small batches is evidenced through the rich, full-bodied, and exceptionally smooth taste you'll get out of every cup of Bones Coffee Company you drink. You guys, this is amazing. First and foremost, I love coffee. I love wine and I love bourbon, but I love coffee. So check it out and help out the podcast. Go to tinyurl.com slash bonescoffee. Get your coffee fix and help out your favorite podcast. We appreciate you. Are you looking for that next great read? Well, I've got you because I wrote it. Head on over to amazon.com or Barnes Noble. Com and order yourself a copy of my book, I'd Rather Talk to Dead People, where I tell you the ins and the outs of my paranormal journey thus far. If you've watched the TV show Oddity Files on Amazon Prime or YouTube, this is the perfect companion piece to give you an inside look on what was going on inside my head during my most prominent investigations to date. Again, Amazon.com or BarnesandNoble.com. Just search I'd Rather Talk to Dead People by Kitsy Duncan. Thank you. I think it's my turn to go first. It
1: absolutely is. Cool. People have to wait. Because you've got a part three that I can't wait to get to. Part three. Finally.
0: Okay. It's all going to be over. (laughs) I can't wait. So in all of our talk about what we're watching... Um, that we can't come up uh, with a good name for. I can't believe I have never brought up The Queen's Gambit. I'm pretty sure it's because I binged the hell out of it during our December hiatus. But this little series was amazing. And if you haven't watched it yet, seriously add it to your list and watch it immediately after listening to this podcast. Cue segue into the haunted chess games of Patrick Kelly. This has nothing to do with the Queen's Gambit. I just really sucks that I never mentioned how good that was. The chess. It, no, it's not paranormal at all, except, you know, she's kind of psychic or something with the stuff on the ceiling. Just saying. <laughs> so I'm not a chess player at all, but I went through a phase in my preteen years where I learned for a hot minute because my Uncle David had this badass chess board where you could actually play the board itself. It was like a a little computerized game. I think it was from, I mean, Uncle David literally got everything from Radio Shack. So I'm assuming it came from Radio Shack. I think he had like, that was like the only credit card he had when he was younger. So, I mean, all of our Christmas presents came from Radio Shack. Uncle David was the ish. But it's like a little computer, but it's all in the board. So it had like a little readout thing. You'd type in your move, and then the, the computer would spell out whatever move he wants to make. So you move their piece. It's not like it had like cool little arms where it would move the pieces or anything. It was just like throwing out numbers and letters and shit. I don't even remember. And then, not long after, knowing how I play chess conveniently, Fell out of my brain. I can't even play anymore. I was actually pretty good at it. Know nothing about it anymore, except there's numbers and letters and a board and some things. And Harry Potter. Um, so I've had this story on my list for a hot freaking minute. So I'm going to tell you the story of Maurice Tillette, the French angel and his chess games that defied his death. And that story goes a little something like this. Tillette was born in 1903 in the Ural Mountains of Russia to fresh parents, fresh parents, brand new parents, French parents. As a child, he had a completely normal appearance and Tillette was nicknamed the angel due to his angelic face. When Tillet was 20, he noticed swelling in his feet, in his hands, in his head. Excuse me, that was a fart. Not a fart, that was a (laughs) burp.
1: Call it what it is. Call and, it what it is.
0: <laughs> Words are so fucking hard. <laughs> and after visiting a, a doctor, he was diagnosed with acromegaly, megaly, megaly? Megaly. acromegaly, a condition usually caused by a benign tumor on the pituitary gland, resulting in bone overgrowth and thickening in your hands, in your face, and your feet. Maurice had wanted to be a lawyer, but this cruel disease wouldn't let that be because his face was, he was like five foot seven and his face was like as big as my torso. So poor guy, but I guess he was just a lovely, lovely man. He joined the Navy and that's where he learned of the wonderful world of wrestling, where the more your look stood out, the better. World War II forced Maurice to leave for the United States in 1939. And in Boston, Massachusetts in 1940, a promoter who managed Maurice, who was wrestling as the French Angel, as a main eventer. Maurice was unbeaten in a span of 19 consecutive months and was the AWA World Heavyweight Champion from May 1940 until May 1942. Oh, In 1950, Chicago sculptor Louis Linick befriended Maurice and made a series of plaster busts commemorating him for his wrestling career. One of the busts is actually still in the Chicago International Museum of Surgical Science just to kind of prove how, I mean, the guy's head was huge. Lovely, lovely man. Um, Maurice was a very accomplished linguist, He was capable of speaking 14 languages with fluency. I can't even speak one. These people that can speak a bazillion languages, I don't even understand. No, I've tried. I took French in high school. I'm bad. (laughs) Um, he, He also had a penchant for playing chess. Patrick Kelly was a successful businessman. He owned a number of transport companies, textile mills, and toy manufacturing companies. He also owned a few shipping lines. Although Kelly was a very busy person, he had a fascination. He simply loved to play chess. He used to play chess with his dear friend Maurice on a very regular basis. However, the sudden premature death of Maurice on September 4th, 1954 in Chicago from cardiovascular disease, which was a complication of the acromegaly he suffered for so long, broke his heart, and he fully concentrated on his business in later years. But Maurice's dear friend Patrick was able to get his hands on two of the just four busts that the sculptor had made back in the 50s, and prominently displayed one in the room that the two would play chess in so often while Maurice was alive. Patrick missed his games of chess with his his friend dearly, and in the early 80s, when computerized chess, the exact same board my Uncle David had, was introduced, Patrick was hoping the computer would fill the void, Of a good round of chess his friend had filled for so many years. He imagined that Maurice was across from the board playing against him. And late one evening, Kelly noticed that the computerized chess program deviated from its standard play and seemed to be playing more along the lines that Maurice would play if he were alive. That he didn't really think much of it and went to bed. And the next morning, Patrick went into his library and noticed that the computer chess game was not even plugged in when he played the previous evening. Yeah. A few weeks later, Patrick noticed the game opened with the same moves Maurice was known for, and the game was not connected to the power supply yet again. So, I mean, he, he did the smart thing. He called in electrical engineers from MIT, MIT, who agreed with him, stating that the game should not run without the power supply plugged in. And after witnessing the game play with no power, the experts were completely dumbfounded. And Patrick was a skeptic, so he turned to the the bust. He's thinking maybe that there was a transmitter put into it as a practical joke by Maurice before he died. (laughs) But remember, Maurice died in the 50s, so... That kind of shit didn't exist back then, and the bust was nothing but plaster. So, according to Patrick, he unplugged the game, and it would not play for days at a time. He'd set up the unpowered computer to play, and when he'd get no response, he'd assume what he now thought was Maurice's ghost was either not around or not in the mood for chess. So he plugs in the game and plays the computer. But if he was playing and the computer would start playing above its normal, you know, like pay grade level, he'd unplug the game and play with his dear friend Maurice. And they continued to play this way for years to come. The bust um, that was in the library with him uh, was donated after Patrick's death in 2013 to the Wrestling Hall of Fame. And the board stopped mysteriously working after his death.
1: Wow.
0: Doo, 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 doo. It's kind of a beautiful story. How
1: freak, I was going to say, how freaking cool is that? Like, that would be so sweet. Yeah. It's like playing yeah. Jumanji.
0: <laughs> <laughs> With a better outcome. Hopefully. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you hear those drums and you're like, I'm out. Yeah, just, nope. Nope. But there is one little fun fact. Uh, some have speculated that Maurice's appearance and behavior inspired the likeness of the main character in DreamWorks' film Shrek. Except he wasn't green. Oh,
1: whoa. I did not see that coming. <laughs> yeah. I did not see that coming. When I kept
0: saying his face was huge, I mean, picture Shrek. Yeah. With the big hands and the big face. So my sources, aside from the super dreamy Don Wildman from Mysteries at the Museum, were Wikipedia, thespiritgarden.wordpress.com, hauntedplacesofusa.blogspot.com, oh. and Unusual Stories on the Facebook
1: how? What a rad story! I would. That would be so neat to just. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like any other instance where that would be a thing. I mean, any board game really. That would be awesome. Yeah. Because then I wouldn't feel so alone.
0: Electric like like battleship.
1: <laughs> yeah. I want a ghost to play electric battleship with me. I just want a friend. I just want a Casper. I just want. A... <laughs> And that maybe he oh, could I mean, turn into it. a man in the end and we can be friends.
0: <laughs> uh, I'll find you a Casper. Okay. I'll send him your way.
1: Please, please find me a, a <laughs> Devon Sala. Please. Oh, good God. Oh, good God.
0: There you have it. And we're going to go to commercial. And when we get back, Nick is going to bring the conclusion of the possession of Latoya. What's her last name?
1: Amons. Amons.
0: Dun 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 <laughs> screech. Cricket cricket. Extra extra. Read all about it. Okay, so that was lame. But we have a new merch store, my friends. Head on over to tpublic.com slash stores slash oddity dash files. Guys. We've got everything there. We're still adding more. The prices are much more cost-effective there, and the store is so easy to navigate. What are you waiting for? Head on over to tpublic.com slash stores slash oddity dash files. Get your merch on. Need more scares in your life? Well, Duh we've got you. Just head over to tinyurl.com slash shutter and you'll automatically get seven days free of this all horror all the time streaming network. From their endless selection of the best in horror, the original programming, and exclusive content to their flexible membership plans, Shutter is exactly what you need. Plans start at under five bucks a month, and yes, you can cancel at any time. I mean, what are you waiting for? Tinyurl.com/slash/getshutter. Tinyurl.com/slash/getshutter. G-E-T-S-H-U-D-D-E-R. Let's get scared. Find out why people are calling Paranormal Crossroads a great spiritual journey or groundbreaking, heartfelt, funny. This new series is absolutely amazing. Just head to tinyurl.com slash road that's the letter x this all-female paranormal team including myself kitsie duncan kj and spirit medium tiffany rice go where no paranormal show has gone before we head to people's homes and places of work where they're dealing with a haunting of any kind Nine times out of 10, there's happy tears, there's laughter. This is the paranormal show you've been waiting for. We're adding new episodes monthly, and this is a show you don't want to miss. No screaming, no demons, all the love, light, peace, and positivity, and bringing family members closure. Head on over to tinyurl.com slash paranormal x that's X as in the letter X. So guys, have you heard of ParaboxMonthly.com? Get ready for this. It's kind of <laughs> cool. Every box contains an amazing soft style paranormal t-shirt and a content card. These items also contain a hidden password. Okay, once discovered, it'll open up a new mystery Online, How cool is that? If you can solve their challenge, you'll be entered into a monthly drawing for free merchandise. So cool. So here's all you need to do. You head to ParaboxMonthly.com and add promo code Oddity Files. And you're set. Check it out. It's ParaboxMonthly.com, promo code Oddity Files. Check it out. Bring it, Nick. Bring it, Nick. Bring it, Nick. (laughs)
1: Oh, my God. This has been a whirlwind of an episode and I'm here it for is. it. Uh, all right, let me zoom in because these glasses are uh, probably a prescription too low. Where Same. <laughs> where did I leave off last time? Let me open up my other document. You you're hearing it live. You're hearing the li- <laughs> <laughs> news as it happens. News as it happens. Okay, so where I left off Uh, was the very sad piece that uh, Amon's and Campbell, uh, well, Amon's had her children taken away from her because they basically said she was crazy. Uh, The DCS removed her children um, from her. So that's where we left off. Sons of bitches. Yeah, assholes. Um, And the uh, DCS decided to go to visit the home and do some more research and stuff. The DCS were continuing to investigate strange happenings in the house. Um, the group was a bit larger this time. Campbell, Amons, Austin, and the two other police officers, Austin is, is the main police officer who is referenced many times in this story, um, okay. for the the star, the Indianapolis star. So, Campbell, Mons, Austin, and two other police officers from the initial visit went back to the Carolina Street home on the afternoon of May 10th, 2012. As a recap, this all started in November of 2011. Uh, It got really bad in April, and this has all happened over the span of a few weeks. It's crazy. Uh, The police officers visited after work hours. They were joined by Magno, which is, I want to say, the nurse... Were, okay. I trust everybody remembers. Uh, this is your test. Yeah. This, <laughs> there to, will be a test. There people. will be a test. Uh, they were joined by Magno, two late county officers with a police dog and DCS family case manager, Samantha Illick. Illick, who was there in an official capacity, told the star she volunteered to go in Washington's place before Washington didn't want to go back to the house. Um, a county officer took his police dog around the home, but the dog didn't show anything interest in any particular area according to the lake, Co- lake county police records everyone else headed into the basement illick touched some strange liquid she saw dripping in the basement and said it felt slippery yet sticky between her fingers
0: actoplasm. Mm-hmm.
1: mm mhm uh magno told police he wanted to check the dirt under the stairs for a pentagram or personal objects that might have been cursed he said a pentagram might indicate a demonic presence and possible portal to hell, according to a Lake County police report. That's a very astute observation. Yeah. <laughs> or uh, if someone had died in the house and was buried under the stairs, it could explain paranormal activity. Magno added. Well, I mean, he's not wrong. No. Which I'm at this point, I'm assuming Magno was the another one of the detectives on the case. Mm-hmm. I I believe so. Um, again, not your homework. Uh, shit, lost my place. Here we go, here we go. One of the police officers dug a four-foot-by-three-foot hole beneath the stairs, unearthing a pink press-on fingernail, a white pair of panties, a political shirt pin, a lid for a small cooking pan, socks with the bottoms cut off below the ankles, candy wrappers, and a heavy metal object that looked like a weight... For a drapery cord, police records state. Again, this is all okay. documented. I'm
0: stuck at the panties. Yeah. Okay. I Sorry, that's all that's all I got. Just stuck.
1: There. I, I don't like any of it. Uh finding nothing else, the officer replaced the dirt and raked over it. Magno blessed some salt, which he said is a barrier to evil, and spread it under the stairs and throughout the basement. Ilik said she was later standing in the living room with the rest of the group when her left pinky started to tingle and whiten. She complained it felt broken. Less than 10 minutes later, Ilik said she felt as if she was having a panic attack. She couldn't breathe, so she walked outside to wait for the group. When the priest started questioning Amon's inside the house, she complained of a headache and shoulder pain, according to police records. She joined Ilik outside. Austin said he left the house at nightfall. Austin, who has been shot at and has investigated murders, rapes, and armed robberies during his more than three decades on the force, said he wasn't staying in the house past dark. I want to hang out with this guy. He's a badass. He's a badass. Uh, He's seen some shit. I mean, he has seen some shit. Yeah. Um, The other officers continue to walk through the home. On the main floor, they noticed an oil-like substance dripping from Venetian blinds in the bedroom, but couldn't figure out where it was coming from, police records state. To make sure Campbell or Amans hadn't poured oil on the blinds, two of the officers used paper towels to clean it off. The officers sealed the room for 25 minutes and stood nearby so no one could walk in. When they went back, the oil had reappeared, according to police records. Really? Magno told police the liquid, the liquid was a manifestation of a paranormal or demonic presence. Actoplasm. Basically. That's the science term. uh, Is it, though?
0: (laughs) It's just fun to say. It
1: is. I like it. Uh, (laughs) He wrote a report uh, detailing his findings and asked Bishop Dale Melksek's permission. Sure. I don't know. Uh, He asked Bishop's permission to perform an exorcism on Amon's. So at this point, maybe Magno... (laughs) I <laughs> like this is like a running thing. Maybe he's not a police officer. I think maybe he might be a the priest.
0: I get the priest because he knew the salt. And uh, Unless the cop is, you know, versed in the paranormal. You don't know.
1: He's the reverend. I, I, I searched the document. Okay. He is the reverend. Um, so clearly okay. I wasn't doing my homework. Uh, <laughs>
0: you failed this test, sir.
1: <laughs> I did uh, miserably. And I lost my place game. Shit far. (laughs) Sorry. Shit. Okay. Okay. (laughs) This is going very well. This is the cutting edge final chapter of the story. The epic saga. Okay. Um, So the Reverend Magno, which I'll call him the Reverend, so it's easy to understand. The Reverend uh, asked Bishop Dale, this guy, uh, if he could perform an exorcism. So here we go. The Reverend said, uh, Bishop had never authorized an exorcism in 21 years as Bishop of the Diocese of Gary. Don't know what that Diocese. is Diocese that's what it is. Uh, Debbie Bosick, De- uh, director of Communications for the Diocese, said she cannot comment on whether uh, the Bishop has ever approved an exorcism for confidentiality, confidentiality reasons, uh, which is really very interesting because it means it's yeah. real. Uh, In general, she said such an action would require a bishop's approval. So, this guy isn't actually named Bishop. His name is Dale, and he's a bishop. So, that's my fault. Uh, So, we'll call him Dale instead of Bishop. I I was on
0: that page. Okay, good, good.
1: good. Going well. Uh, Bishop initially denied the Reverend's request to do a church sanctioned exorcism. Uh, The bishop told the reverend to contact other priests who have performed exorcisms. The reverend said he needed other priests to give him the ritual for a minor exorcism, which does not require church approval. The priest he consulted told him to look it up on the internet. (laughs) Fuck.
0: I hate everybody. Everything. I hate everybody, too. So it was a YouTube exorcism is what you're saying. Yes, exactly.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Uh, he said he did an intense blessing, that's in quotes, on the Carolina Street home to expel bad spirits. The same day, the reverend performed a minor exorcism on Amans. This ritual consisted of prayers, statements, and appeals to cast out demons. <laughs> okay,
0: You know, YouTube style.
1: Uh, it gets interesting, though, because two police officers and Illick, the DCS family case manager, uh, attended the ritual as well. They're just there to check it out. <laughs> did, they, did they have to pay, pay extra for that? I feel like they might have. Uh,
0: Damn it, I forgot my popcorn.
1: <laughs> that's what the DCS case was like. Oh, man. Literally. Uh, Illix said she left believing that something was going on, although she wouldn't go as far as saying it was demonic. She said she got chills during nearly two-hour exorcism.
0: And that's a minor? Yeah. Exorcism? Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck. Yeah.
0: That's a commitment.
1: (laughs) Yes. Uh, Quote, we felt like someone was in the room with you, someone breathing down your neck, Illick said. She had a string of medical problems after visiting the home. A week after she visited the house for the last time, Illick said she got third degree burns from a motorcycle. Within 30 days, she also broke three ribs jet skiing, broke a hand when she hit a table, then broke an ankle running in flip-flops. Illick needs to calm the actual fuck down.
0: <laughs> I'm like, it sounds like she's a fucking klutz and not possessed.
1: Motorcycles, jet skis, she hit a table, she was running in flip-flops. Don't you ever run in flip-flops. It's like running with scissors. You're running flip-flops. <laughs> That's what Crocs are for. Oh shit! See. Yep. Kentucky them Fried Chicken. KFC yes. Box. Yep. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Everything will be all right until the wolves start chasing you. Um. <laughs> coyotes mating season right now. I'm just warning you. They saw that them. headline too. They are going to do the dirty on top of the KFC Crocs. The coyotes, not human uh, human beings. Maybe. Right. I don't know. They'll do them Ooh. with it on. Maybe. But anyway. <laughs> God damn it. Um, what a journey. Okay. Um I love
0: this journey for us. I'm just saying. My cheeks hurt. I'm gonna try to Possession, get back. This is some serious shit,
1: Nick. Reel it in. Maybe if Karen didn't run in goddamn flip flops, we wouldn't be having this discussion. Right? DCS Karen. All right, we'll get back into it. it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I got it. Get it together. Get it together. Okay. Uh, (laughs) No, why are you going to do that? (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. Then, And breathe out. Okay. I got tickets coming out of my face. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) we we broke it it's over it's It's done thanks for listening guys where's the new cool find out on part four next week (laughs) when this shit starts going again
0: no we will go long we have to finish this story and i have to read uh, Ursula stories. Oh, my God. Reel it in. Reel okay, it in. We okay. got
1: this. Okay, I got this. Here we go. Okay, so Elix said, uh, quote, I had friends who wouldn't talk to me because they believed that something had attached itself to me. Uh, Elix said, her joking response was, quote, I'm already evil. They try to find something that's not evil and corrupted. They wouldn't waste their time on me. Just like...
0: Just, I like her again. I, I like her, but okay, also... it's back to that. I'm like
1: glad we can... <laughs> She's uh, a
0: dumbass. You're,
1: you've literally <laughs> ripped a family away from a woman who's clearly going through some shit. You're you're doing all these crazy things, blaming them on potential demons, and then saying, I'm already evil. <laughs> it's fine. Water
0: skiing in your fucking KFC Crocs. <laughs> Come on, bitch.
1: You monster of a woman. Uh, <laughs> so after the minor ritual... Reverend told Amon to look up the names of demons that were tormenting her. Each demon has a name and personality, the reverend said. A name has power, the priest added, and he planned to use those names to fight the demons during the exorcisms. Amon said she and a friend looked up the demons' names online by searching for demons that represented the problems the family had been having. The computer... Okay, because yeah, I was like, yes. she's just
0: going to pick a name? Yeah. Okay,
1: <laughs> Ricky! get Ricky, get out of here! feel like that's just a d de- i don't know why that's the name but it was um i i demon ricky is my new favorite demon <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um so as they were looking these names up the computer kept shutting down she said she felt sick and lightheaded but she said they found names that fit one such name uh might you ask was beelzebub the lord of flies of course <laughs> course. Lord of flies? Did you know that? You no. Know, real
0: quick, I got a sidebar. The flies are out in front of my house right now. Yeah, it went from like 0 degrees to like 50. But do they hatch that quick or do I have a demon?
1: Uh, you continue m- you might need to call the reverend.
0: Eh, he can't be that far off. <laughs> it's a 3-hour drive from Lake County.
1: I know. I did it a million times. I'm giving you I'm giving you names, I'm giving you all these resources. You got, you know who I to call. I want to hang out with him anyway, so. I do, I want to hear all the stories. I
0: got, I got a fly situation in Bloomington, sir.
1: <laughs> also, tell me about the exorcisms.
0: <laughs> yes, everything. Everything. Don't leave anything out.
1: She said they also found names of demons that torture and hurt kids, which she felt explained what happened in the Carolina Street house. Amon said other high ranking demons also were assigned to her, including lieutenants and sergeants. Uh I didn't know there was a hierarchy of demons. Nope. Clearly, I need to do some research. Neither
0: did I. <laughs> I just thought Lucifer was like king demon, and then the rest were just his servants. Yeah. Apparently, I did not pay attention in Sunday school.
1: Go on. <laughs> After the minor rite, which they keep referring to as minor, uh, the reverend said the bishop gave him permission to exercise a bonds. That was it. That was the like, check. Here you go. Here, Here's their ticket. Go ahead.
0: Uh, Exercise the demon. Get him
1: out. Be gone. The ritual is the same as the minor exorcism, exorcism, but more powerful because it has the backing of the Catholic Church, which is very important. Uh, it was
0: 24 hours long instead of two, ex- probably. Exactly.
1: The Reverend ultimately performed three major exorcisms on Amon's, two in English and the last one in Latin, in June 2012 at his Maryville church. Mariville, Mer- Mariville, Mariville, Meriv- Mariville,
0: Mariville, Mariville. The L's silent.
1: Mariv, Mariville, Mariville. Got it. I remember that was the one that 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 made you upset last time. Uh, Sorry, it's a region thing. <laughs> during each. Uh, the reverend said he praised God and condemned the devil. He pressed a crucifix against Amon's head as he spoke. I cast you out, unclean spirit, along with every satanic power of the enemy, every specter from hell, and all your fellow companions in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I just exercised every listener on this podcast, not to say you were possessed oh, by any have... demons. <laughs> oh, I see what you
0: no. Everybody, this house
1: is clean. Thank you. The reverend said his voice continued to get louder and more forceful until the demon weakened. He said he could tell how strong the demon was by how much Amon's convulsed. Two police officers who had kept in touch with the reverend since the home investigation stood nearby in case Amon's needed to be restrained. Amon said she prayed with the reverend until it became too painful. She said she felt as if something inside her was trying to hold on and inflict pain at the same time. She said it was different from a natural pain, but felt as intense as giving birth. Oh, God! "Quote: I was hurting all over from the inside out. I'm trying to do my best and be strong." Eventually, uh, Reverend said, Amon's fell asleep." She said that that was the demon's <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I don't. She was over it. She's like, <laughs> God, sorry. Done. Uh, She said that that was the way, the demon's way of lessening the ritual's effect. So basically, like putting her to sleep was a way of stopping the ritual from happening. I thought she was bored. (laughs) Nope. I think the demon was, but maybe she wasn't. (laughs) In between the second and third exorcisms, the reverend said he went on a retreat. This story just keeps getting crazier and crazier. Uh, A woman who assisted the Reverend with some of the exorcisms helped set up a backup plan in case Amon's had problems while the Reverend was gone. The woman wrote a long demon name. Reverend said he can't remember which one it was on a piece of paper and tucked it in in an envelope. Then she surrounded it with blessed salt. If Amon's had problems, the woman would burn the envelope, the Reverend said. By this time, Amans and her mother had moved to Indianapolis, but they drove back for the exorcisms and court hearings as her children were still in DCS's care. The reverend said he blessed the family's new home to prevent more problems. But Amans called while Magno, the reverend, was on his retreat complaining of bad dreams, so the woman burned the envelope. She saved the ashes to burn later in a church bonfire. Burning the letter to burn the ashes. It's wild. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of steps. A very, very long process. After that, Amon said her nightmares had ended. Really? Yep. And finally, the conclusion... In the final exorcism at the end of June 2012, we're talking from November 2011 to June 2012, the reverend said he prayed and berated the demons in Latin rather than English. Police officers did not attend, so the reverend said his brother stood guard. The reverend said Amon's convulsed while he condemned the demons, but did not convulse during the prayer. When she fell asleep, he said words of thanksgiving. Not the holiday, I think just... (laughs) Thanks and giving.
0: Saying that he was grateful.
1: Yes. Uh, It would be the last time Amon saw the reverend. She and her mother drove back to Indianapolis, where they say they now live without fear. Amon's old home on Carolina Street became an object of local curiosity. So much so that the owner and landlord, Charles Reed, called the Gary Police Department to ask officers to stop driving by the house because it was scaring his new tenant. He said there were no problems in the home before or after Aman's and her family lived there. Quote, I thought I heard it all, said Reed, who's been a landlord for 33 years. Quote, this was a new one to me. My belief system has a hard time jumping over that bridge. Yeah. Yeah. When told of the Catholic Church's involvement in the situation, however, however, Reed said that made him less skeptical. And the happiest part of the story, Amon's regained custody of her three children in November. A year later, November 2012, about six months after they'd been removed, DCS continued to check in on the children and to make sure they were going to school until the case was closed last February, when this article was written. Oh, yay. Uh, Amon's called her children's return the happiest day of her life. She said they screamed and jumped up and down when she picked them up from the DCS office in Gary. Quote, it's just awesome. I Hadn't been that happy in God knows how long. The children said they felt safe after they left the house on Carolina Street, the family said. The three left their demonic voices and complaints behind them. Quote, no demonic presences or spirits in the home. Uh, DCS family case manager Christina Nick Christina oi Ol- I don't know, uh, wrote in sure. in team meeting notes dated January 10th, 2013 she did not return calls from the star seeking comment she said quote the family is no longer fixated solely on religion to explain or cope with the children's behavior issues she wrote in a request for dismissal of wardship dated january 24th 2013 for her part amon said it was not the psychologists who resolved her problems but god saying quote when you hear something like this don't assume it's not real because I've lived it, and I know it's real. And that... Oh,
0: I'm so glad she got her happy ending.
1: That is her happy ending. That is her story. That is the year with Latoya Amans. Thank you for your patience uh, and getting through this with me together. And that's it. That's the end of the story. We did it.
0: Well, and then Zach Baggins bought the house and demolished it. Well, he investigated it, got zero evidence that i thought was relevant and then he demolished it i'm sure there were people break i mean he was not he was living in the house people were probably breaking in and yeah and doing all kinds of stuff and he's just like i'm just gonna tear this shit down so i mean it was smart yeah Um, but he took the staircase out and the dirt underneath the staircase and that is in his haunted museum in las vegas
1: well and that's and that's great and it feels like when this happened in 2012 from what i could get from this report is that this landlord uh, pre-Baggins buying it uh, whenever he did, is it nothing really happened um, in the yeah. house? So, I mean, same
0: thing happened to Baggins.
1: <laughs> yeah, so it's like he had to have known um, and it definitely feels like a we're going to talk we're going to do this because it was a story, something happened, but I don't think anyone had experienced anything in that home uh, since um, Amans and, and Campbell had left, so yeah. Uh, he's kind of stuck. I wonder
0: if Zach was thinking he could, you know, kind of rattle something up or aggravate whatever maybe left, and yeah. and it was just gone, whatever it was.
1: Yep. I agree. Cool. But yes, that is it. Um, So good. That's it? So
0: worth it. I'm so glad you went into such detail with it. One of my... Still, story blows my mind. Sorry, I'm not <laughs> sleeping well. Yeah. <laughs> maybe i'm possessed maybe let's, let's do a story nick let's do a story i'm let's, listening let's do a story from ursula okay um it came over and it said let me tell you about my mom hi kitsy and nick here's my very own personal story about my mother's paranormal experiences i'd like to take this opportunity to tell you about my mother erna good was born in domstadt germany in 1934 Yes, she was a young girl in the age of Hitler, and she did tell me she actually saw him with her own eyes. She would have been 86 years old on October 11th of this year. She had sent this last year, but I didn't realize that she had wanted me to read it on the show, and she just recently told me that it was okay. So hence all of that. She did, yes. Okay, on... Many of my visits to her, which I saw her approximately four times a year, and outside of that spoken to her six to eight times a year, she'd tell me about the variety of things she was seeing and experiencing. What she saw on many occasions were these things. Her mother, who actually died more than four decades ago. Other shadow figures that reminded her of her brother, who also died more than three decades ago. On many occasions, she would get visits from what she called fairies. They would fly around her apartment and talk to her and warn her of things to come. Fairies. Oh, my gosh. Another occasion. I want to meet a fairy. Another occasion is when she swore that there was a party going on in her apartment with several people involved, but they weren't actually people. But she was totally convinced nonetheless. For her birthday in October of 2019, I bought her a stuffed bear so that every time she sat with it, she could think of me. Think of me because my name Ursula means little bear. I didn't know that. I love that. (laughs) After a while, as things progressed further and further, she told my older sister, who was her legal guardian and is the one who saw her the most, that the bear would sometimes come alive and scare her. Ursula, what did you give your mother? (laughs) She believed wholeheartedly that she was seeing ghosts, demons, and definitely believed in those fairies. She confided in me for the most part because I would listen and I would not think she was crazy. Unlike my older sister who told her every single time to not ever talk about those things. Now I'm sorry I didn't write these things down as she told them to me. I'm working from memory only. The saddest thing is I'm 100% sure that the last three times, maybe even the last four times I saw her, she really didn't know who I was. Age can do that to you, especially when you're north of 80 years old. My older sister called me the morning of April 15th at approximately 7 a.m. to tell me that my mom had passed due to a weak heart and other medical issues, including COVID-19. I went to work that day, and when I was alone on the staircase looking out the window, I felt as if she was standing right over my shoulder saying goodbye. I swear she said my name so sweetly, and then I just felt it through my whole body. I'd kind of hoped she would visit me again, but she hasn't since that one time. I believe my mother had paranormal experiences most of her life. I only wish I had documented them for her. This took me a while. But thanks for listening. That's amazing.
1: Wow. I I love to hear I don't think I've heard any stories specifically from Ursula. And No. I I'd love to hear like that she had this experience.
0: Me too. Me too. Um speaking of fairies, um oh, yeah. check the Facebook group. <laughs> I am in love with this dude. Oh, I think I, I, I kept the window open of his name, so I can at least have you five hundred windows later. Um, <laughs> you want to Google the name Irwin Saunders, Pixie Hunter. He's on HauntedGeneration.co.uk. Dude has captured pixies on video. So good. I'm in love with this guy. It's him in a camera in the woods, and that's it. Yep. It's fucking magical. I'm just going to leave it at that. Maybe someday I'll do a story on him. But that's somebody I want to sit and hang out and have a, a beer in the middle of the woods with. Agreed. A real life pixie. I don't think it was CG. It could have been. It could have been. I really want to believe
1: it. It's so cool. It doesn't matter. <laughs> like, I'm going yeah. to believe it right. because I want to. <laughs> like,
0: you know Exactly. <laughs> but kids, weird and pixies are the new cool. I'm Kitsy Duncan.
1: Uh, I'm Nick Floyd. And uh, ghost on, everybody. And you
0: did it in the right order and that's why I appreciate you. See ya! Oddity Files is part of the Just What I Needed Network. We hope we're just what you needed. The podcast is brought to you by the Oddity Files TV show. Have you heard of it? Have you watched it? Head on over to Amazon Prime Video and check out Oddity Files, a three-season investigative paranormal show. Music, music, provided by James Grice Please support us via Patreon, patreon.com slash oddityfiles Give a little, give a lot It helps support the podcast and we appreciate our producers Donald Blancheflower, Doug Malden Locke, and Ryan Hoke We have a merch store Can't get enough of Oddity Files? Wear us on your body tpublic.com slash stores, slash oddity, dash files. Please support our partners. Every little bit helps. Rate, review, and subscribe, especially on Apple Podcasts. It's what helps us get the word out there. And you know, we can always use a new weirdo or two. Come hang out with us on our Facebook fan group. Just search Oddity Files fan group, All kinds of fun stuff. You can win things. You can read memes. You can buy cool shit. Thanks for listening, guys. We appreciate you more than you'll ever know. Okay. Go. I'm done. What are you still doing here? Just get out of here. God, I love Ferris Bueller.